Hello, hello. Welcome, LinkedIn. Thank you for tuning in to my LinkedIn live show. My name is Fanny Dunnigan, and welcome. I am coming to you from Dallas, Fort Worth area in Texas. I hope everyone is well. And uh, let's see who's tuned in so far. We have Yolanda. Welcome, Yolanda. It's always great to see you on here. Mark Herrera. Hey, Mark. For all of you, please connect with Mark. He is going to be one of my guests in a few weeks' time. And uh, that will be a very, very interesting conversation. Kathleen from Belgium. Oh, my gosh. Welcome from Belgium. She says, I just shared an article on LinkedIn on your topic. Yes, yes. It's all about creating engagement, right? And Tom Lovelock from Delaware, UK. Hi, welcome. Oh my gosh, we're getting some European guests this week. I love it. Jim from Louisville, welcome. Karen from Capel, a lot of DFW folks. Chandra, hey Chandra, always great to see you in there. I am so excited to see everybody. And um, I always tell people, please take the opportunity to network in the comments as well. I always think of that as like a little virtual happy hour networking event. You never know who you'll meet. And actually my guest later on today is somebody that I met in the comments of a virtual conference. So you just never know what can happen when you engage and connect with people in the comments. So please share what your expertise is, tell people what you do in the comments, and you never know, you might meet a great new connection. So as I do every week, I share a content tip of the week. And this week, it is all about the five to one give to ask ratio. And I first heard about this tip from Craig Fisher, um, CEO of TalentNet Media, who I support and help with his TalentNet conference. By the way, that is happening July 17th, and it will be a virtual conference for recruiting and HR professionals. And so this is a tip that I got from him. So the five to one give to ask ratio is all about giving to your community first and sharing tips and sharing advice and creating content that creates a lot of value for your audience and your connections. And so for every five posts that you create for your community, then you can do an ask post, right? Then you can share maybe one of the services that you offer or share about something that you're selling. Too often we start immediately with selling to people and that most of the time just turns off people and nobody wants to be sold to. And so I always suggest the five to one give to ask ratio, give five times, share your expertise, share advice with no um, expectations of return, and then ask on the sixth time. So I hope that's useful tip for you, the five to one give to ask ratio. Okay, so this week I have an amazing guest and we are going to talk about, I call her the connection queen um, because she is just an amazing human being with a big heart and very giving spirit. And um, nothing touches my heart more than people like that. 
and we're going to talk all about how to build an engaged audience. So everyone, please join me in welcoming Elizabeth Westbrook. Hi, Elizabeth. Welcome. <laughs> how are you doing? <laughs> I'm great. Elizabeth is CEO, two-time entrepreneur, coach, and operations strategist. Elizabeth, why don't you tell us a little bit about what you do and um, what you're passionate about? You know, um, I have a heavy background in operations and I found myself inadvertently scaling companies all the time. So um, out of my last job transition, I just decided to do that for a living. Um, so now I really help companies with their customer service model and with their culture and anything that it is inherent um, within their structure that I can help them use to move the needle to get their company up to the next level. Um, a lot of times companies just have these invisible blockers. They don't know what it is. Is it their technology? Is it their culture? Is it the way they're touching their clients? And I really have turned that into a science to help them figure out what it is that's keeping their company from moving forward and helping them push through those. That's awesome. Thank you. So for everyone out there, that is her profile. Connect with her on LinkedIn. That's Elizabeth Westbrook. So one of the things that we're going to be talking about is all about building an engaged audience. Um, and just a little backstory, Elizabeth and I met at Video Marketing World. Shout out to Scott Simpson, who organized it. And um, it was a virtual conference because it got canceled due to the pandemic. And so we just started interacting with each other. I was one of the speakers and you were doing a lot of commenting and you had such a positive energy and joy about you, Elizabeth. And um, I just put a call out and said, you know, I would love to feature some of you all in my LinkedIn live show. And you answered that call and, and here we are from mm -hmm. comments to <laughs> LinkedIn live. Right? That's right. So, I mean, that's, I think that's the, the beauty of connection and the power of connection. So well, I'm so is. glad you're here. And I'll tell you that story has a, actually a little more depth. Uh-huh. Um, so tell me I, more. <laughs> I was, if we backtrack um, four months ahead of that conference, I had just really started on LinkedIn. Uh-huh. Um, I just started posting and I had a plumbing issue in my house and it was a pretty terrible one. It was pretty expensive. And the company that initially came out didn't do a very good job. Uh, and I called them and I said, oh, I've had this problem. And the owner called me and he gave me this crazy sales spill that not only ignored the problem, but he also tried to then sell me about $12,000 worth of stuff on top. Mm. And I posted it on LinkedIn. Mm. I called it the go big or go home sales method. <laughs> Right. Because it was just something that came up in life. And I was like, you know, this was a fabulous way to approach sales. If you're into sales, I'm not a salesperson, but yeah, um, I thought it was kind of fun. And in it, I described the plumbing, you know, kind of a little that it was a plumbing issue. Yeah. And I had a young lady reach out to me that saw my post and she said, aren't you in Dallas? And I said, yes. And she said, I know the perfect person to come help actually help you with the plumbing issue. 
<laughs> like you got to be kidding. And this is on LinkedIn. <laughs> on LinkedIn in the comments. In the and comments. She took it over to the direct messaging. Yeah. And she introduced me to Roger Wakefield. Yeah. And Roger, Roger Wakefield is amazing presence on LinkedIn and yeah. an amazing presence on YouTube. Yes. And he was at my house within 48 hours of that phone call. Um, and he spent two months at my house, um, correcting all the things going on with the plumbing. Wow. Um, and we became fast friends. Oh, um, yes. and he taught me a lot about video and going live and whatnot. And he's actually one who got me to go to video conferencing. Ah, world. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Roger and I met like almost over a year ago at a LinkedIn live event. So okay. there you have it, folks. <laughs> What is that? Six degrees of Kevin Bacon or six degrees of Roger? <laughs> it is. So now we'll have the six yeah. degrees of Roger Wakefield. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Someone tag Roger in the comments. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and that leads me actually to to one of the things I want to talk to you about, right? Like these mistakes that we make and people make when they're trying to build an audience, right? Yeah. Similar to what you're saying, like sometimes people just come off immediately selling. And, um, and that's, that's not going to go anywhere. What mistakes have you kind of seen along your journey in building such a great audience? You have over 10,000 connections, like, but what mistakes have you seen other people make? Um, you know, I think, um, the one you hit on is very, is a popular mistake. Mm -hmm. Um, people who sell, sell, sell yeah. or me, me, me on their posts or, some of them are kind of lurkers. They don't post, but they also yeah. just sell, sell, sell on connections or in the direct messaging. And I think that's a huge no. I really like your um, five gives and an ask. Mm -hmm. I think um, that's minimal. Yeah. Um, I think it has to be that way. Um, I've seen people who spend their entire uh, posting life, my book, my podcast, my show, my statistics, my success, yeah. my speech, my recognition, yeah. my trophy, um, my honor I received. And yeah. nobody learns from that. Nobody else grows from that. It may be like, ooh, this person looks exciting. But when you realize they're not pushing anything that you gain from, yeah, that this is just flat. You're just seeing them, them, them. Um, it it's a turnoff pretty quickly. It really so I is. Think it's great if you have a book, but you can't promote it in every post. Yeah, it can't be all that you're talking about. You know, if you were to help others learn how to write the book, um, yes. or talk about how you used your life experiences and figured out how to go about doing a book or or what it was that um, helped get you there so that other people can follow that journey and learn. Absolutely. That's a big one. Um, so that's your, you know, your sales. Um, I think people who don't put a picture mm -hmm. or their full name, you know, yeah. or they put a fake name or they put their name in lowercase, yeah. um, which is, it's actually popular in other countries. That's actually mm -hmm. a preferred methodology for putting ah, in other countries, but in the United States, it's not as commonly accepted on LinkedIn. Yeah. And so, you know, it's kind of a matter of um, 
are you building your profile out? Are you, I like it to see people who've taken the time to personalize or customize their header yeah, um, and their name beyond like just their title and their company that they work for. Yeah. Um, I think it's a mistake to just let LinkedIn build that for you because you don't stand out. Yeah. It, it, it you blend in with everyone else who hasn't um, changed those things. Absolutely. I think having a professional headshot is important. I've seen a lot of people literally with, they have this in their yeah. picture because yeah. they took a picture in a mirror. Yeah. Right. Or, or they're not smiling. Like they look really stern. They're not smiling. <laughs> on the photo. So it doesn't make you want to connect with them. <laughs> right. Or they're looking down mm -hmm. in their picture like this. Yeah. Um, you want something where you engage your eye contact directly with your audience. You're talking to them. You're, you're welcoming. You want to smile. You want, um, this should be a person you want to get to know. And it's okay if you wear your tie or, or whatever it is that, that right. you see as professional, if it's conservative or if it's a crazy, you know, the ones that wear the hats and the yes. wild. So they're just as fun, but they have that eye contact. Yes. Um, and they have that engaging. They have something that's drawing you in through their profile picture. And I think that's, um, something you have to be careful with. So I'd avoid the me, me, me. Yes. I'd build out my customization. Um, I would rec highly recommend a professional image um, or at least have someone take a nice picture of you that looks sort of professional. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. And I think and people, the other thing is I think um, don't, if people who avoid building relationships on LinkedIn, I think they're really missing a boat. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Well, people sometimes just are connecting for the sake of having this high connection number. Mm -hmm. And it's just a statistic that they want to be able to quote and say, I've reached 10,000, I've reached 20,000, and without mm -hmm. really kind of trying to understand their audience. So actually, I saw that happen. Um, mm -hmm. And I won't mention the guy's name. Mm -hmm. um, but he got to about 50 or 60,000 connections. He had got mm -hmm. a pretty good following. And yeah. He did a post and it literally said, I don't know what I'm doing with this. <laughs> I, you know, like now I have you guys and I feel like I should be doing more with this group and, and I should be going beyond whatever we're doing here. And I don't really have a plan. And he was asking, really reaching out and saying, what do you guys think we should do together? <laughs> so I think that's a common mistake. People mm -hmm. are, Oh, I want to hit X number. No, I want to hit X number, but they don't really have a plan for why or what they're going to do when they get there. Yeah. Um, what do you, what do you want to take this to? Do you want to trying to get on a TEDx stage? Are you trying to share your voice somewhere? Are you trying to build a community that's going to accomplish X, Y, or Z? Yeah. Um, where are you going to take folks as you gain those uh, numbers? And what are you going to do with those the people? You know, I think one of the things you have to remember is there's a person, a human being behind every one of those numbers. And some of those human beings are hurting. Mm -hmm. um, some of those human beings have a lot to offer, but they don't know their voice yet. Um, some of those human beings are, are searching. Mm -hmm. um, and whatever you're doing on that platform with those numbers is feeding into people with those kind of need sets. 
I think yeah. you have to be very responsible with that. Oh, I love that. And, and I think people really need to ask themselves, if you do build an audience, what kind of impact do you want to make? Right? Just like you said, so, so you have the audience, you have the following, but exactly like we said, what are you going to do with it? What impact do you want to have? How do you want to contribute to their life? And their, um, every time they're viewing, do you want to fill it with things that you're selling? Or do you want to fill them with value and maybe joy and positivity? And, and we'll go into some of that later. But um, you're absolutely right. I mean, I, I love that, like reminding us that there's a human behind the profile. Yeah, absolutely. So true. And uh, just looking at the comments, look at that. We're, we're getting some connections right in the comments, right? Sending and connecting. I love that. Building community. Thank you for tuning in. And uh, Susan, quick shout out to her. Awesome. So one of the things that, you know, and how we met is all about commenting, right? Sometimes, you know, people are hesitant to even create a post. Mm -hmm. And I always say, well, then start with the comments. Start with just engaging with people that you enjoy following. Right? And I think you do this so beautifully and so well, Elizabeth. Like, so from your perspective, what, why do you think it's so important to comment? I'm going to give you a little background on that. Yeah. So um, I started uh, on LinkedIn probably 15 years ago, right when the platform first opened within the first 12 months. Um, but at that time, it was really just a way to keep track of um, folks as you moved on to different jobs and you wanted to maintain your references. Um, so it was mostly around job search. Yeah. And I, I, you know, of course, whenever I had a new role or had a promotion or something like this, I would come to LinkedIn and update my profile. But that was all I ever did. Yeah. Um, until I met a really awesome group of folks. And it was in a business setting. It was like uh -huh. a coaching group. Uh, and we decided we wanted to really stay in touch beyond the format of that coaching group. So we took our relationship to LinkedIn because uh -huh. of the messaging area. Yeah. And because we started kind of conversing back and forth there, you're going to see the f news feed. You're going to yeah. see the news feed while you're chatting. And I kind of went, wait, wait a minute. LinkedIn has changed. Mm. LinkedIn is no longer a job board. And so this kind of this evolution occurred on LinkedIn in the last 24, 36 months period where people really started creating a community, yeah. a community where they started sharing their business knowledge and and pushing out a lot of even very free stuff. Yeah. And so I was taking advantage of all that. I was like, wait, look at this cool class. I'm going to see what this is. And oh my gosh, this guy has this free ebook I can download and I can read and I can do this and that with it in my life. And after a couple of months, I kind of went, wow, this isn't me. I'm just taking and taking and, and taking. Mm. And I found that I needed to, I, I felt very compelled to give back to a community that in my mind was pouring into me 24 seven from every direction, from every person on there was pouring their heart or pouring their knowledge or pouring their education mm -hmm. into me and everyone else on the platform all day long, every day. 
Yeah. Um, and so I got on LinkedIn to try to give back. So at it. first I just did kind of like inspirational quotes and stuff. Yeah. But if you're in a mode of give back, then you're also in a community mode. You're in a synergy mode. You're in a community mode. Yeah. And so commenting or uh, replying to your comments and commenting on other people's posts is part of a community. It, it can't all yeah. be one way. It, yeah. it doesn't work. It doesn't dialogue. Right. right. It, yeah. ha it has to build. And so I think that's really where it started, Fanny, was yeah. um, me wanting to be sure that I was giving back. And whenever people started engaging with what I was doing, I was like, oh, hey, I'm so thankful. And I was so happy that that something resonated with them. And I kind of wanted to understand why and mm -hmm. what was it I was doing that was reaching people or what was making sense? What did they want to see more of? How could I help? Um, and so that was really a lot of the way where I learned how to uh, figure how to speak into people in a way that they wanted to hear what they wanted to hear, what was resonating. Um, I took a lot of those uh, beyond comments and posts, whether it was my comments on their material mm -hmm. or their comments on my material. I started taking those into direct messaging and I yeah. started building relationships and having zoom calls. And, you know, I was on zoom before zoom was zoom like it is today. Right. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Yeah. LinkedIn has really changed. I mean, from job search and now it really feels like a social platform. Mm -hmm. I mean, both from, a learning perspective. So I go here to learn and interact. And then I also come here to develop relationships and meet new people that I would never normally meet in my day-to-day -day life. Like we were just saying like, you and I are both from the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Yeah. But if it weren't for the platform, I don't think we would have, our paths really would have met, right? Or, or intersected. It's so true. It's, it's so random and yet so beautiful. And I think also like content really binds people, right? Because if I like something that you posted or you like something that I posted, then we already have this commonality of like maybe shared values or shared interests or shared expertise. And, um, and that's why I love it. Um, well, it's a really amazing what that looks like. So let's just talk about the very beginning for me. I, I'd been on this platform. I'd started posting in early October it was the end of December yeah. and one of my contacts reached out to me and I did not know him very well. I had met him through LinkedIn um, and I had been uh, commenting on his material and he really hadn't commented on mine at all. I just kind of liked what he was doing. His name is Penny Friedman mm -hmm. and I believe Penny's in New York, but he said, you know, maybe we could have a call sometime. And I was kind of nervous about that. I really hadn't, talked with a bunch of people yet. And here was this guy I didn't really know. And what was that going to be like? And um, I get on the phone and Penny was just the most wonderful human being. And he asked me a very poignant question. Um, and it, it literally changed my entire life. Um, because he said, why, why are you hiding? And I said, what are oh. you talking about? I'm hiding. And, you know, he, he really called me out on not posting my own material, like my own voice, my own experience, mm 
And he also called me out on not doing video. And why was I not showing my face? And why was I not getting in front of a camera? And I was like, well, I don't really trust what this is yet. And I even was worried about talking to you today because you're a guy and you kind of get approached in the direct messaging from all these creepers. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm not really sure how to tell the difference yet. Yeah. And Penny made a statement to me um, that just changed my life. And, and I won't remember the exact word, so I won't try to butcher it, but he basically made me realize I couldn't live as a victim to that, Mm. um, that my voice needed to be heard anyway. Um, and so I will just say, you never know how someone on LinkedIn, someone in this network, someone in the, this fabulous, fabulous community is going to change everything for you with a sentence with one sentence that they care to challenge you with. Um, I've met my accountability partners (laughs) here. I mean, it's just, they push you. Even the content of your peers pushes you. Oh, you did an ebook. Okay. I need to, you know, I need to get to work. I need to up my game. I need to put this out. I need to deliver on that kind of value and it helps drive you. It helps motivate you. And it's so lovely to support other people and be able to tell them that they did that for you too. Absolutely. I mean, I see someone in the comments, Jim Ramsbottom. I met him through LinkedIn and now he's one of my writers on my team, but he, he, he has the most insightful and thoughtful words. I mean, just like along the lines of what you're sharing, Vulnerability breeds intimacy, and then br- intimacy breeds believability and there trust. There you go. There you go. Love that. Thank you, Jim. And then Susan, I'm getting braver about being more vulnerable on my LinkedIn posts. And that's it's true. Scary. Love it's that. scary. Yeah. yeah you know, I, and I do. But know. I always think that, like, when we open up and we and we share from the heart, and I'm not talking about like you know, just overloading on people. I'm just, (laughs) there's people that do that. So that's a don't (laughs) for LinkedIn. But from a perspective of just sharing about challenges we have and coming from the heart, from our professional life, um, I think the more that we are open, the more it connects us and, and really binds us. And even just how you communicated and shared, like it makes us feel you, right? Like it makes us feel connected to you. Mm-hmm. I had to learn to be vulnerable in, in this space in a mm-hmm. way that I was comfortable with. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's transitioned from talking about work stories to sometimes sharing very personal stories. But I've realized that because LinkedIn is a community, um, we have to know each other yeah. um, to build trust. Yeah. Um, and it has to be very authentic and real. Um, Mm -hmm. There are people that I've been engaged with for six months on this platform that do nothing but business all day, every day. And it's great. They put out great stuff, but we don't have the relationship that actually moves the needle on our lives. Um, And I, I personally have found that that's important for me. Mm -hmm. Um, That's something that I need, but you know, I'm just maybe a different kind of animal. So the nice thing is that all those different things blended together make a, 
a very well-rounded community and it needs everybody. It needs everybody of all those different types to Absolutely. make it very balanced. So do you have some do's and don'ts around how to comment? <laughs> let's let's do the don'ts first in the comments. Don't do it in the comments. Don't sell in the comments. Mm -hmm. um, unless it is a let's connect post, don't let's connect in the comments. Mm -hmm. um, on let's connect posts, um, I think everyone's making little business cards now. Yeah. So you kind of stand out in the comments and Let's connect and here's my info is fun. That's a do. Yeah. Um, but, you know, people don't accept negativity or trolling very well on this. What that causes is a report and a block. Yeah. So if you feel negatively about something on this platform, I, I strongly suggest just unfollowing the yeah. individual as opposed to putting your rebuttal, it's not Facebook. Mm -hmm. So that kind of arguing thing back and forth that's comf more comfortable, I guess, on Facebook, it's not as accepted in the LinkedIn community. It's really, it's really shut down immediately. And if you have enough people report you or block you, you completely get kicked off the platform. So. That's that's not going to get you anywhere. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I see a lot of people like I need a job in the comments. That's not going to be um, effective. Yeah. Um, so Instead, maybe connect that person to somebody, you know, in your network that might be hiring or a recruiter. Right. right? That would be a great um, alternative to that. But you don't just put I want a job on someone posting mm -hmm. about, you know, whatever, have the importance have of relevance. <laughs> yes. Have relevance, <laughs> reply with relevance. Yes. Um, another do and don't, I think if you're going to post, you have to realize that LinkedIn cares about how much engagement your post gets. So after immediately after you post, your only job is to babysit your post. <laughs> you need to babysit your post for at least 30 minutes. Yes. And be responsive to everybody who puts a comment. Um, and you can also really try to develop connections with those who do a response. Yeah. You can actually click on those responses and see the names and see if they're a first, a second, or a third level connection. Yeah. And if you click on their name, you can go to the profiles of those that are second or third connections. And you can see if this is a person that you think would be good as part of your network. And you can invite them to connect with you. Or you can just say thank you to your connections that are supporting you. Um, but uh, I think it's very important to get back to that reply and engage with the folks that comment because you actually get to know them. You get to know their rhythm. Yeah. And one thing I call upon myself to do is at least five a day, minimally five a day. Mm -hmm. I click on their name and go see if they've posted um, within the last 24 hours. And if they have, I'm sure to engage in their material as well, because this community thrives on support of each other. So that's a big do. <laughs> Love it. And even just like, I wanted to share with the audience, just like our 
even our post, right? I I mean, I, I didn't even have to like suggest to you or 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 tell you to do it because like I posted that we were having this LinkedIn live show and this is how the community rises to support us, right? And I and I love it. And that comes from you know, just all the engagement, I'm sure, from the audience that you've built, right? But people that I haven't even met, and I know are probably your connections, started coming in and engaging with the post. And you took the time to reply to them. And I replied to them. There's Lindy. And so it's really about just spending a little bit of time engaging with people. And Lindy's the one who introduced me to Roger. Yeah, right? <laughs> and like even... I think some of your connections came on and and commented and then I started reading some of their profiles I'm like oh what an interesting person and I ended up reaching out and kind of like building a little dialogue with them because like Greg Brenner um, he was super I love his tagline the HR dad <laughs> which is awesome and so some of your connections ended up um, becoming my connections because they were engaging and I love the profile that they had put out there. And I thought that would be an interesting person that I would want to meet and interact with. Michael Ray Smile, I, I checked out his profile. He was a second connection yes. and a, a good one of yours. And I learned about his project Smile, oh. um, which he developed for his Down syndrome uh, child. And, and I just loved it. It was such a spirit of, um, you know, kindness. And uh, so it, it suddenly the network grew, right, from one yes. post. And, and I think this is a perfect example of, of that building an engaged audience. Um, and you see it happening literally right in front of our eyes. Well, it wasn't my post. It was your post. Um, but, you know, I think it's important um, that we support each other. You know, Absolutely. some of those folks are folks I've supported there podcasts or their lives and I get on there and I comment and I engage and I try to stir conversation um, in whatever it is that they're doing. Mm -hmm. um, and so they're more than happy to do the same. <laughs> yeah. No, well, that's not my objective, yeah, right? It's an exchange. It's a yeah. back and forth, right? Absolutely. But that's the positive energy of this whole network. It's not about an expectation and it's not about a must have it. Yeah. It's about a get to. Yeah. And want to, right? <laughs> All right? We want to, um, we have a question from the audience. Jim asks, do you have a daily LinkedIn discipline? Is it certain number of minutes a day that you go and engage, you know, what's your kind of like best practice? It, well, I kind of geek out on LinkedIn, so <laughs> I may not be, a good barometer for that. Um, yeah. I probably spend um, a, at least two hours a day on LinkedIn. And there are times where I've spent much, much more time. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think LinkedIn can be done well in less than an hour a day. Mm -hmm. um, I think if you're going to be posting, you have to plan to, again, Focus on your post for minimally 30 to 60 minutes exclusively. Yeah, from um, the time you post, right? From the exact time you post. That first 30 minutes is critical to how much reach LinkedIn is going to give your post. So the more activity you get in that first 30 minutes, the more your post is going to reach. But if you don't check back in mm 
If that engagement level just starts going like this, the algorithm's going to notice that and it's going to quit pushing. So yeah. I think you have to check back in every two or three hours. And it, it doesn't matter if you are going for a walk outside for 10 minutes, get a breath of fresh air. You can just, you know, be checking in. It doesn't have to be extremely time consuming, but you have to have those checkpoints and do those comments and that engagement. And, you know, I spend an hour a day engaging with others, not just myself. I spend a, probably an hour a day on whatever my post is doing and making sure the engagement is staying up and I'm really making those authentic connections with people. Yeah. Um, and I'm spending another hour engaging on other people's posts and making sure that I'm adding to their value. Love that. Yeah. And sometimes even just a quick tip for those out there, I might not have enough time during the day to, to comment too much, but I'll hit a quick like. And then that evening, I will then go back to that same post and comment and engage um, when the kids are not running around and things have quieted down right. um, and, and work has quieted down. So yeah, definitely. The I do a lot of evening like that, late evening, yeah. between 9 and 11 p.m. You're going to get a lot of the push out from me to others. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love it. I think that's, but I think the result of that, and it's very evident with the community that you've built, Elizabeth, and the trust you've built is you have these trusting relationships with your connections. Even if you haven't met some of them because there's so much engagement that you've done with their posts or them with your posts, you really have like a deep um, kind of connection with them and trust, right? Talk to me about how you've built trust with those connections. Yeah, you were just making me think in that direction. So starting with kind of back at, we're back at Penny Friedman, right, in December. Um, and of course, the couple of folks that, I brought in as LinkedIn connections that we were DMing. Um, I started having a lot of Zoom calls and um, I started uh, whenever folks were engaging with me a lot or if I really liked their um, content, I would ask them, can, you know, can we chat? And, you know, a lot of times you set it up for just a 15 minute chat. People are busy. <laughs> yes. They're very busy. But you end up talking for an hour. It, it just happens or you have to plan on a half an hour. 15 minutes is not typically enough. So you can't really butt another meeting up against that 15 minutes. But, yeah. um, you know, you plan a little coffee time, 15 minutes, and and you talk. And I keep this big, huge notebook. In fact, it's right here in my drawer. Uh -huh. Big, huge notebook here. Yeah. It's very fat. <laughs> And what do you do with it <laughs> as I meet, as I talk to people, ah, um, yeah. I put their name, I put the date, and I take notes. And um, I flag, I have little, those little flags you can get that stick yeah. out. And I put on there maybe a, some kind of subject or topic we covered. Yeah. And then what happens inevitably later, mm -hmm. as I meet other people and have yeah. other conversations on the side, yeah. I go, Oh, I know exactly who does that. And yeah. And I know exactly who to connect you to or wait, someone told me what that software is. Let me go look it up. And, uh -huh. and, Oh, I know exactly a guy who does this kind of copywriting that you're looking for, or I know who I can connect you with because they've been in that business before they did that right before they took this job. And, 
you know, those notes help me go back and connect those things folks are doing and they're into in their past and their experience and helps me push that out to people in a new, fresh way. And so I'm helping people connect with each other, um, which yes. is just so much fun. I, you know, that's why we're like sisters, kindred spirits. <laughs> <laughs> Look at you. I just, uh-huh. But I think that, I mean, that really shows that you have an interest in who you're talking to, right? You're you're taking that extra step to get to know somebody. And then you're also taking the extra step from there to see if someone else in your network could, you know, benefit from them or they might have a connection and then they might have shared interests or shared passions. And then, then they can exchange ideas from there. So it, it's like this, it, it really is a network, right? It's mm-hmm. growing, growing, and it's, it's this web of connections and um, shared interests. Now, I will say, I think some there's some caution to bear. Um, you know, I think you have to be sure that the people you're connecting with, do they have a, a, a professional profile? Do they look legitimate? Who are you giving your connection information to? I think um, making sure if you're using Zoom, you know, mm-hmm. that you're using a password and you're not using the same uh, Zoom yeah. numerical value, you know, room every time um, because you just never know. Um, and I think y- you have to be careful. I've I've reached out to some folks that I love their content. Oh, I'd love to meet you. And can we have this 15-minute chat? And they say, well, as long as I can record it and chop it up and turn it into 15 different oh. social media pieces. And I'm like, oh, oh. too much, Ooh. too much. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, I, I really just want to chat and, and mm-hmm. get to know if there's something there like that. If, right. if that kind of energy exists or we have that kind of synergy in our relationship or what we're doing matches enough or we're all, interested in talking about some particular subject, but I want to move there in step two or three. I don't, I don't really want to start there. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, one of the, the things that I always tell people is like, when you put out content, I think you, people end up feeling like they know you before they even meet you. Right. And so there's this sense of like, we're connected already, but we still have to kind of proceed cautiously sometimes because you just never know, right? And and I get that, especially as females, right? I I think there's definitely a level of caution that we need to take in that. Um, and I, I know that one thing that I've started to kind of also be aware of is I have to think of like whoever I'm engaging with and commenting on, my audience is going to see that as well. Right? Absolutely. And so I do a little check with myself and say, okay, if I comment on this and engage with this, because maybe it's a little too crazy or too much, mm-hmm. and my audience isn't like that, then, then is that really going to turn them off? Um, so there's that aspect of it. Do you find that as well, Elizabeth? Well, we today, we don't just carry ourselves. We are a brand. Each individual is their own brand these days. And yeah. you carry that brand with you no matter what you do. That's just that reality today. 
Yeah. Uh, it's not it's not something you have a big choice about. It's the technology age. That's how it looks. No matter what you're doing, someone's filming it and you're going to be on you're going to be recorded and you're going to be on the internet. So yeah. you are carrying a brand and you have got to understand what your brand is mm. and you have to be feeding back to that with intentionality all the time. Um, and if, if you're a person who thinks some kooky thing is funny, that's fine. Mm. It's okay to be kooky things are funny, but you know, if your brand stays away from politics, for example, yeah. and that's not part of your, your conversation that your brand is going to be having or touching on, then I would steer clear on a place like LinkedIn where it shows everybody Elizabeth commented on this and Fanny yeah. commented on that. If they're in your network, I would steer clear of things that didn't fall into the arena yeah. um, of my comfort zone. Yeah. Um, or I'd be careful what I said. Um, you know, yeah. someone's always watching. <laughs> yeah. Right. A future yeah. employer, future client, future yeah. colleague vendor you never know yes well that's what's developed the utopia of linkedin quite frankly mm -hmm. it's it's a business platform you're in front of your business peers the person who may hire you next or the person who may be your next client um mm -hmm. the person you, you've worked with in the past that may know somebody they can refer you to for xyz it's a business platform so this is a best behavior platform and that makes it just a beautiful utopia where you don't really have to deal with a lot of the negativity and crazy oh, stuff yeah. that happens on a lot of other platforms. Yeah. Twitter is, is nuts <laughs> right now. <laughs> but most CEOs in America yeah. right now yeah. are on Twitter. Yeah. It, you know, that's a big, big place uh, and a safe place, right? I mean, heck our commander in chief is in, on Twitter. So, mm -hmm. you know, it, 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 that is a common platform, I think, these days. But yes, it does get crazy. Facebook gets crazy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, during these challenging times and with this pandemic and this like just, I mean, you and I were talking about it right before we went live, right? Just like this, there's a lot of stuff, right? Heavy, heavy things. Mm -hmm. And um, one of the reasons I love your content so much is, there's just such a sense of positivity and joy and hope. And I really believe in that as well. And I like, how do you continue to maintain your positivity and joy and hope? And, and how do you spread that to your content? Look, I've been through a lot in my life. Mm. I think most people have. Life isn't really an easy thing um, in most people's experience. Um, and a lot of the things I've been through have just been really big and I've been picked up and thrown in the dirt. I've been buried underneath an entire building, you know, type mm. of thing where yeah. you feel like everything around you has collapsed. Mm. And when I found myself in those places, you know, you, you have a decision to make. Um, you're either going to figure out how to dig your way out mm. and, um, or you're going to just allow it to bury you there. Yeah. Um, and I want it out. Mm. So I built a lot of tools um, in that 
in those times, I reached out, I got coaching um, and on positive mindset and on gratitude and on the laws of the universe. And I learned how to pray. I learned how to meditate. I learned how to spend 15 minutes each morning thanking God for even the strife that is planted in my life. Mm. I watched recently, um, actually it was a couple of months ago when COVID really had first hit hard. It was in March yeah. and there was a, a company or a lady that came out with a video and she had this beautiful melodic hypnotic voice and they had these, this gorgeous landscapes in the background as we were all shut into our homes <laughs> and she was thanking COVID and you're sitting there going, what? Um, but she thanked COVID. She thanked COVID for allowing us to give the earth a break, mm. stop the pollution. Mm. She thanked COVID for allowing us to get back to our family mm. and spend time at home and mm. to be able to actually be part of our kids' lives in a scale that wasn't happening when we didn't have school out of our house. Mm. Um, she thanked COVID for um, teaching us how to be creative and pivot and learn how to handle our business in new ways. It, she had an entire video thanking COVID for all these things. And, and if you can learn how to do that, if you can learn how to be thankful for the horrible, awful, damaging things that come mm. your way, if you can figure out how to stand on them as steps yeah. up instead of steps down, mm. then you shoot out of rubble like that, like, like Wonder Woman or like Superman. And, and, and it takes discipline. You have to focus on it every day. You can't yeah. do it once and then forget it. Mm. Um, you, you have to, I, I had to write down like 50 things that are positive about me or why 50 things, why someone would hire me. I would read that every morning. Mm. Um, I, would, yeah, mm -hmm. you, you have to just be disciplined. You have to do your meditation or your prayer. You have to move your body for 15 minutes. You have to do that gratitude and find the positive in everything. And you have to talk to yourself about the things that are working instead of the things that aren't. You have to, you have to realize that whatever you feed grows. Mm, yes. Okay. So say you, that one more time for the audience. Whatever you feed grows. Yes. If you feed your hate, mm. if you feed how you're beaten, if you feed how you've been kicked down and who's responsible for it, it, it balloons into something that consumes, it consumes you. But if you feed your bravery, you feed your courage, you feed your love, you feed your strength, you feed how you've stepped up, what you've overcome, you start looking at how you've done things in your past and how you really do have it within you. If, if that's what you feed, you win. You mm. You come out ahead and you do that power move. Yeah. Woo. <laughs>
goosebumps. I have goosebumps, Elizabeth. And <laughs> and you've touched the audience too. Jim said, thank you for being so vulnerable. I can tell you are a wise soul who has learned a lot. Oh, Debbie, you, shout out to Debbie. Great advice. Chandra, so many PowerPoints. Yes, PowerPoints. This, this is a true example of the power of vulnerability right there. And um, and look, Lindy, better late than never. <laughs> she, yay, hey, Lindy. <laughs> oh, love it. Lindy's another connection queen. So for all of you out there, please connect with Lindy. Lindy um, changed my life. We love Lindy. Yes, yes. And I mean, that I mean, you've already touched on it, you know, Elizabeth, like this whole practice of gratitude right? Um, same with me, like I've had to totally adjust my, my schedule. And every morning now I, I go for a walk, then I do my 10 minute exercise, and then I journal. Um, and, and I want to ask you, Elizabeth, you know, what are you most grateful for right now in your life? Faith and family are my foundation. That's always my gratitude point. Those are my core. Mm -hmm. Everything feeds back to that or it doesn't work. <laughs> I love it. And let us know if you have any comments or questions for Elizabeth. She really is a master at connection, engagement, relationships. And um, I... It's it's been a wonderful conversation, Elizabeth, and I, I'm so glad we met in the comments. And uh, we'll have to buy Scott a beer or something, right? <laughs> right. Next year, when we go to Video Marketing World, we'll hang out and all share a beer together in person, please. Right? Yeah, yeah. But let us know if you have any comments or questions. Please, this is a great time to work on building your relationships and your connections and, um, and engagement with your audience out there. And um, I think the more connected we are, the more, the less likely we're divided and the less likely that we're going to hate. And so I think the more connected we are, the more trust we can have and better relationships we can have. And you're a, you're a shining example of that, Elizabeth. So, so I thank you for that. Oh, Sal says vulnerability equals relatability. So true, Sal. Shout out to Sal, great HR professional for those of you that want to connect with him. So Elizabeth, thank you. Thank you so much for your time and your vulnerability and your energy and your power. Um, super, super grateful. Thank you. And I would love to connect with everybody who's joined us today. Yeah. I want to get to know you. I'm very authentic about that. Um, now I'm super busy. And so sometimes it's yeah. two weeks before I can put a call on my schedule, but mm -hmm. I do um, really, uh, it matters to me. It matters hearing your story and, and helping you along this path of, of, uh, figuring out that power position and, and giving it to others. So, and I want to thank you all for your time today. Time is very precious and that any of you gave it to us today is much appreciated and valued. Absolutely. And thank you. 
Absolutely. Thank you, Elizabeth. And just stay tuned. I'm going to announce some upcoming events, but uh, please connect with Elizabeth, Elizabeth West, Westbrook, right? Yes. And, um, and uh, yes, you'll find her on LinkedIn and some of the best content um, all around engagement and positivity and hope. So connect with her. Thank you, Elizabeth. Appreciate Thank your time. You, I'm a waver too. <laughs> <laughs> you saw my Lego post. <laughs> oh, and everyone, thank you for your time. I just wanted to share really quickly some upcoming events that are coming your way. So I am um, on the board of the Association of Business Technology Professionals. And so on July 28th, we're gonna have a virtual event talking about post-COVID-19 reimagination opportunity, pioneering the world we want to work in with Dr. Elise Cortez. So please join us for that and you can register at that website. As well, I wanted to tell you about TalentNet Austin Virtual. Uh, that is an event organized by Craig Fisher of TalentNet Media. I'll be supporting him and we're going to be hosting a virtual conference on July 17th, 1 to 5 p.m. You can register at talentnetlive.com and uh, you'll find all the details there. And that is a great conference for HR professionals, recruiting professionals, talent acquisition professionals. And we learn new technology, great networking event, new ways of engaging better with candidates, uh, new ways of hiring better, creating better relationships. And so you don't wanna miss the TalentNet Austin virtual on July 17th, one to five. So that's it. I mean, I want to also tell you, actually really quick, next Thursday, my show is gonna be featuring Hannes Hussey. She's a former model, amazing person, owner, former owner of a modeling agency. She produces fashion shows and she also is a personal stylist. So she's gonna give us some fashion tips for men and women um, on how to dress, how to be, show up on uh, video calls and all those Zoom calls that you all are on and uh, better lighting and um, how to present yourself professionally on all these uh, videos that we're on. So you don't wanna miss next Thursday with Hannes Hussey. And um, I want to wish you all a happy fourth weekend. Enjoy your time with your family, um, play. I saw a post the other day about the importance, importance of play. So remember to play, have fun. We've all been working really hard and uh, don't ever forget to shine your light and share yourself with the world through video. I'll see you next Thursday. Bye everyone.